Remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that commemorates the lives and legacies of influential figures on the anniversary of their passing. Today we're honoring Keith Haring, an artist whose work left a lasting mark on the world of contemporary art and activism. Haring emerged from the New York City street culture of the 1980s to become one of the most recognizable artists of his time. His bold lines, vibrant colors, and dynamic figures turned subway stations into canvases and social issues into public conversations. Haring's art tackled themes of love, death, sexuality, and war, reflecting his commitment to social activism, particularly in the fight against AIDS, a battle he fought personally until his death in 1990. Today marks the 34th anniversary of his passing. So without any further ado, let's explore the impactful life and enduring legacy of Keith Haring. Part 1, The Formative Years, 1958-1979 Keith Haring's journey began in the small town of Kutztown, Pennsylvania, where he was born on May 4, 1958. From a young age, Herring was immersed in the world of art, largely influenced by his father, Alan Herring, an amateur cartoonist. This early exposure to cartooning and drawing laid the foundation for Keith's distinctive style, marked by bold lines and vibrant imagery. Herring's childhood was characterized by a profound sense of curiosity and a deep affinity for drawing, traits that would become hallmarks of his later work. As Herring grew, so did his fascination with art. He was drawn to the visual language of cartoons and animation, finding inspiration in the works of Dr. Seuss and Walt Disney. However, it wasn't just the world of cartoons that captivated him. He also was influenced by the burgeoning street culture of the 1970s, including graffiti art. This eclectic mix of influences informed Herring's artistic vision, fostering a desire to create art that was both accessible and expressive. In the pursuit of passion, Herring enrolled in the Ivy School of Professional Art in Pittsburgh after high school. However, he quickly realized that the commercial art world was not where he belonged. Seeking a more vibrant and experimental art scene, Herring moved to New York City in 1978 to attend the School of Visual Arts, or SVA. It was here, amidst the creative ferment of the late 1970s and New York, that Herring found his tribe and his voice as an artist. New York City in the late 1970s was a hotbed of artistic experimentation and cultural dynamism. The city's diverse communities and the raw energy of its streets became a major source of inspiration for Herring. He immersed himself in the downtown art scene, frequenting clubs like the Mud Club and Club 57, spaces that were an intersection of art, music, and fashion. These venues provided Herring with platforms to showcase his work and connect with other artists, including Jean-Michel Basquiat and Kenny Scharf, who would become lifelong friends and collaborators. It was in the subway stations of New York that Herring found his first public canvas. Armed with white chalk, he began creating drawings on the black, unused advertising spaces along subway platforms. These spontaneous, ephemeral works were characterized by simple yet dynamic figures and symbols. Radiant babies, barking dogs, flying saucers that captured the imagination of passerby. The subway drawings quickly gained attention, turning this anonymous artist into a recognized figure in the city's art scene. Keith Haring's early years were a time of exploration, discovery, and the honing of a unique artistic voice. From his childhood in Pennsylvania to his formative years in New York, Haring's journey was marked by a relentless pursuit of artistic expression and a desire to connect with a wider audience. This period set the stage for Haring's meteoric rise in the 1980s, laying the foundation for a career that would leave a lasting mark on the world of art and beyond. Through his early public works and projects, Herring began to articulate a vision of art as a tool for communication. 
community, and change. Themes that would define his legacy as one of the most influential artists of his generation. Part 2. Bursting onto the scene, 1980-1984. In the early 1980s, Keith Haring emerged as a vibrant figure in New York City's art scene, his work synonymous with the burgeoning street culture of the time. This period marked a significant transition for Herring, from an observant student to an influential artist whose work would eventually leave a lasting mark on the world. It was the subway where Herring first found his gallery. Armed with chalk, he transformed blank advertising panels into canvases, sketching his now iconic radiant baby, barking dogs, and flying saucers. These pieces, ephemeral yet impactful, caught the eyes of commuters and art enthusiasts alike, offering a glimpse into Herring's world a place where art was accessible to everyone, not just the elite. His subway drawings became a hallmark of his early career, embodying the democratization of art. In 1986, Herring took a bold step in blurring the lines between commercial and fine art by opening the pop shop in Soho. This venture was not just a store, but a statement, a physical extension of his belief that art should be for everyone. The pop shop sold t-shirts, posters, and various items adorned with Herring's designs, making his art accessible to a broader audience. Critics had mixed feelings, but Herring remained unfazed, committed to his vision of art for all. Herring's rise to fame was marked not only by his unique style, but also by his collaborations with other artists and celebrities. He worked with the likes of Jean-Michel Basquiat and Andy Warhol, further cementing his place in the art world. Yet Herring's work was never just about fame. It was deeply intertwined with activism. He used his art to speak on issues of racism, apartheid, and the AIDS epidemic, a cause close to his heart after being diagnosed with the disease. By the mid-1980s, Herring had achieved international recognition, with his works displayed in galleries and museums around the world. Despite his commercial success, he remained committed to public art projects, including murals in hospitals, charities, and community centers. These works were not only artistic achievements, but also acts of generosity, highlighting Herring's belief in the power of art to affect change and bring joy. Keith Herring's journey through these pivotal years was a testament to his unwavering spirit and his commitment to making art a universal language. His legacy rooted in these early endeavors continues to inspire artists and activists alike, embodying the ethos that art should transcend boundaries and speak to the heart of the community. Part 3, A Global Icon of Art and Activism, 1985-1989 As Keith Haring's fame skyrocketed in the mid-1980s, he seamlessly transitioned from an emerging New York City street artist to a global icon. Recognized not only for his distinctive art, but also for his deep commitment to social and political activism. This period was marked by significant achievements, collaborations, and a profound dedication to using art as a vehicle for change, solidifying his legacy in the annals of contemporary art. Herring's philosophy that art is for everybody guided his endeavors during these years. He undertook numerous public art projects around the world, from the infamous Berlin Wall in 1986, where his mural symbolized a call for peace and unity, to the vibrant Crack is Whack mural in New York City, which became an emblem of the anti-drug movement. These works, characterized by bold lines, vivid colors, and dynamic figures, were not just visually striking. They were imbued with messages of hope, unity, and resistance against social ills. The late 1980s were also a period of personal turmoil for Herring, as he was diagnosed with AIDS in 1988. 
Instead of succumbing to despair, Herring channeled his pain into purpose, intensifying his activism, particularly in the fight against AIDS. He established the Keith Herring Foundation in 1989 with a dual mission to provide funding for AIDS research and to support children's programs. Herring's art took on a more poignant tone, with words such as silence equals death becoming powerful symbols of the AIDS movement. His dedication to raising awareness and advocating for those affected by the disease was a testament to his character and his unwavering spirit. During these years, Herring's influence extended beyond the art world. He collaborated with musicians, designers, and performers, bridging the gap between high art and pop culture. His friendship and artistic partnership with pop icon Madonna, for example, exemplified this crossover as they united for causes such as AIDS awareness, embodying the zeitgeist of the era. Herring's work in the latter half of the 1980s marked the zenith of his career, a period where his artistic achievements and humanitarian efforts converged. Despite facing personal health challenges, he remained prolific, using his art to speak volumes about issues close to his heart. His untimely death in 1990 was a profound loss, yet in his short life, Keith Haring had achieved a timeless legacy, through his art, activism, and the foundation he left behind. Haring's message of love, equality, and social justice continues to resonate, making him not just a remarkable artist, but a beacon of hope and change. Keith Haring's journey through these transformative years showcases a relentless pursuit of artistic innovation and social advocacy. His contributions during this period not only elevated him to the status of a global icon, but also underscored the powerful role of art in catalyzing social change. Herring's legacy, characterized by vibrant art and an unwavering activism, remains a source of inspiration, reminding us of the potential of art to illuminate, unite, and heal. Part 4, A Luminary's Legacy and Untimely Farewell, 1989-1990 The final part of Keith Haring's remarkable journey is a poignant narrative of brilliance, bravery, and an untimely farewell. As the decade turned, Haring's battle with age reached its zenith, yet his spirit remained unbroken. His resolve to make a lasting impact through his art and activism stronger than ever. This period, though brief, was marked by a significant contribution that would cement his legacy as one of the most influential artists and advocates of his generation. In the face of his illness, Herring's productivity soared. He continued to create art that was both reflective and revolutionary, imbued with life-affirming messages and a sense of urgency. Among his final works were large-scale murals and public art projects, including a mural for the Pediatric AIDS Unit at the Hoptel Necker in Paris, which showcased his enduring commitment to children and his hope for the future. These pieces were not just artworks, but beacons of hope, illustrating Herring's belief in the power of art to inspire and affect change. Herring's activism intensified as he sought to use his remaining time to raise awareness about AIDS and to support those affected by it. He spoke openly about his diagnosis, breaking down the stigma associated with the disease, and advocating for compassion, education, and medical research. Through the Keith Haring Foundation, he ensured that his commitment to AIDS, awareness, and children's programs would continue beyond his lifetime, laying the groundwork for ongoing philanthropy that aligned with his values. Keith Haring passed away on February 16, 1990, leaving behind a world that had been irrevocably changed by his presence. The news of his death was met with an outpouring of grief from the art community, fans, and activists alike. Tributes poured in, celebrating his life, his courage, and his lasting contributions to art and society. Museums and galleries around the world held retrospectives of his work, ensuring that his legacy would be remembered and revered. Today, Keith Haring's legacy is as vibrant and as vital as his art. 
His foundation continues to support age-related and children's charities, embodying Herring's vision of a more just and compassionate world. His art, from the subway drawings to monumental murals, remains a beloved treasure, celebrated for its energy, optimism, and universal messages of love and unity. Herring's impact extends beyond the canvas, inspiring new generations of artists and activists to envision and work towards a better world. Keith Herring's life was a testament to the power of art as a vehicle for change, a mirror reflecting society's triumphs and challenges, and a map pointing towards a future filled with hope. His journey, though cut short, was marked by an unwavering commitment to using his talents for the greater good. In his own words, the purpose of art is to inform and delight. Herring did just that, leaving behind a legacy that continues to inform, delight, and inspire. As we reflect on his life and his works, we are reminded of the enduring power of art to bridge divides, open hearts, and change minds. A fitting tribute to a luminary whose light, though extinguished too soon, shines on. And that brings us to the end of today's episode on Keith Haring, an artist whose work and activism continue to inspire and challenge us today. He's also who died today February 16th. If you're moved by Herring's bold lines, vibrant colors, and social commentary, or if you want to learn more about his impact on art and culture, please follow our Instagram at who.died.today. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts, and try to subscribe. Join us next time on Who Died Today as we explore the lives of artists who have used their creativity to make a profound impact on the world. I'm your host, Peter. Thank you for joining us in celebrating the life and the legacy of Keith Haring, a true icon of contemporary art and a passionate advocate for social justice.